Can the Kansas City Chiefs make a run again at the Super Bowl? We'll find out in the 2020 season. Hello everyone. I'm Kate Chumson. I'm joined by Zach McDonald. And today on NFL Study Hall, we will pick up right where we left off with the AFC 2020 season predictions. Let's get her started. What about you, Zach? Dude, I'm ready to go. AFC is my, uh, my conference. Let's get it. Well, we'll get to the Dolphins soon enough. But right now we're talking Jacksonville Jaguars as my pick for the worst team in the AFC. It is predicted by some that they are, in fact, the worst team in all the NFL. However, I think they'll just have a simple 30-13 and 13 record. I said last week that I think the Washington Redskins, or I'm sorry, the Washington football team is the worst team. Jacksonville honestly has a pretty easy schedule this year. So I have them only dropping down to three and thirteen. Interesting, interesting. It's tough with the Jaguars because um, Minshew is the kind of guy who can go off at some point and then totally drop off the next game. But um, it's tough for me to make. I want to make them the worst team in the NFL because they, I don't know, they're very mismanaged. They don't have the roster, but uh, their draft really is swaying me to make them go six and ten again. But I'm gonna drop. Probably anywhere from, like you said, three and thirteen. But I think they could potentially go four and twelve. But uh, I'm gonna play the positive role again this episode and go four and twelve here. All right, you might. I'm looking at my predictions again, and I'm thinking you might be doing that a lot this episode. We'll find out. So next, I've got the New York Jets. Now, like we said, like we said in our um, off-season grades, the Jets really did have a phenomenal draft and. An okay signing, but overall they did pretty well to help um, Sam Darnold. But honestly, the their division is going to be pretty tough with the Bills and Patriots and Dolphins. So I see these guys not doing as good as they did last year, which was seven and nine surprisingly. But I've got them going four and twelve in the twenty twenty season. Okay, yeah, surprisingly seven and nine last season because. Uh... It felt like they lost a lot more than nine games. I mean, um, what didn't weren't they the ones who lost to the Bengals? The Bengals only win to the Jets. That's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm throwing a little bit of shade on the Jets. I do see them having a regression from last year, even though last year wasn't super great. Um, you really got, got got to get rid of Adam Gase in order to actually be a team that can compete, in my opinion. Although, like you said, they had a really good draft. Um, probably in the top 10 of best drafts, they really revamped that offensive line. But outside of like Denzel Mims and uh, Perryman, they didn't really add a lot of people. They lost Jamal Adams, so their defense is going to be lackluster to say the least. And um, they're playing in a division with three extremely talented defenses, especially with the defensive backs. You know, you're looking at the Patriots. No, was the number one offense last season. I'm at number one defense, my bad. And uh, the Bills were top five defense. And then I'm going to say, you know, the Dolphins went out and spent a lot of money on defense this year. And from what I'm hearing out of our camp, uh, our secondary is looking elite. So Jets, 4-12, and 12, I don't – I want to say 5-11, and 11, but I'm going to agree with you at 4-12. and 12. Nice. It's about time you agree with me. <laughs> now nah, I'm messing with you. Anyway, moving on. 
At also 4 and 12, I've got the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, this one's a tough one considering their schedule isn't terrible. I, 7 and 9 last year, again, a little bit of a surprise to me. They've got to play their own division, the NFC South, which I believe is ridiculously tough, the AFC East, the Browns and Colts. It's not terrible. But I just think, I don't think they're going to do well in their new city and their new stadium of Las Vegas. So we'll see. We'll see for sure. I've got them going 4 and 12. I could easily see them going 7 and 9 again this year. This one probably is the one I'm least sure about in this entire AFC. Well, I agree that uh, you're the least sure about this one because they're not going anywhere less than 6 and 10, especially when you get Henry Ruggs. Um, he's just such a talented receiver. I think that that totally revamps their offense, just him alone. I was, I'm a huge fan of rugs. Plus, um, they got a lot of talent this year too. They're near the end of their rebuild. And, um, if they weren't in such a tough division, I could see them competing for like a wild card spot because, um, they got, they got some good offensive weapons. They got some good defensive weapons. Like they're no team to frown upon, but uh, like you said, when you got Denver, you got the Chargers, and then Patrick Mahomes in the same division, it's tough. I'm saying probably six and ten this year for them. Okay, okay. I, I like I said, I can see that. I just I'm not sure where this team wants to go in their near future. So now we've got a few of the teams from the NFC AFC North which would be the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. I've got both teams going 6 and 10 this year. Now, Cincinnati what? Bengals. They had so, hear me out, pal. Cincinnati Bengals went 2 and 14 last year. I've got them ranked as the 28th hardest schedule, making them the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL. You draft Joe Burrow, you grab T Higgins, their offensive line is a little shaky. I get that, but I think Joe Burrow is still a fantastic quarterback. He's been doing amazing during training camp. So I can easily see this team going 6 and 10 and the ceiling of honestly 8 and 8. I could see the Cincinnati Bengals after a horrible season last year breaking even at 8 and 8. Now we talk Cleveland Browns. Really good offseason with the offensive line, but this division they have to play is so good offensively with Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. Their defense, I still think, is going to struggle. I think they're going to go from 6-10 and 10 to 6-10. and 10. You also have to play the AFC South and the NFC East, which is honestly not terrible. So, I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting road for both these teams. I got them going both 6-10, and 10, Bengals and Browns. Very well. Um... I'm going to talk about the Bengals first. I think that Joe Burrow will take them to some victories. However, however, I don't really like their head coach, or at least I haven't seen anything from him yet. I think that Joe Burrow is going to lift the team up. Uh, I haven't really heard a lot coming out of training camp. That might just be me not paying attention. But um, I did see a video <laughs> of uh, him running away from literally everyone on their defensive line. And uh, some people are saying it's like a pursuit drill. 
but I think that they need to do that a lot more because that's probably what it's going to be like when he starts playing behind that offensive line. Um, I can see them going six and ten simply because Joe Burrow is that good. But eight and eight, no, it's not happening, dude. It is not happening, especially in their division. No way that ever happens this year. Now, Cleveland Browns. I see them realistically at at least nine and seven, potentially ten and six. I that's my wiggle room for them right now. Nine and seven, ten and six. I love their new head coach. I love their new offensive line. They got Austin Hooper, another great tight end to put with David Njoku. They got the talent, and hopefully they got the head coach now. I mean, yeah, they're they're definitely not going 6-10 and 10 again this year. I cannot see that happening. Unless Baker Mayfield totally botches it, they're not going 6-10. and 10. I see them potentially getting into wild card round. <laughs> That's tough because... You know, yeah, Baltimore is going to probably, no, not probably, they're going to win the division. I think it's between Pittsburgh and Cleveland for second place. I think Cincinnati is totally out of the conversation there. But I think when it comes down to Cleveland and Pittsburgh, we'll see how Big Ben does. But uh, I'm going to take Cleveland over Pittsburgh at 9-7, and seven, potentially 10-6. and six. Really? Yes. So do you see Cleveland as a wild card spot? I do. Currently, at, well, it depends. I mean... It wouldn't shock me if they made it into the wild card round, but uh, it's not something I count on. Really, the wild card spot is really up in the air right now. There's a lot of upcoming uh, teams in the AFC. They were bad for a while, but they're finally getting their their poop in a group. But uh, that was a weird phrase. My dad uses it, so naturally I used it. But um, yeah, I, I see nine and seven, maybe ten and six. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Now, here's an interesting one for you. I actually have predicted four different AFC teams to all go 7-9. and I'm not exactly sure how that happened, but I don't see any of these teams having a winning record, but they will win some. Let's break it down. First, I've got the Los Angeles Chargers. You draft Justin Herbert. You have a decent offseason. The energy, I think, in Los Angeles as a whole is still gone. I've said this before. I'll say it again. With the Chargers and Rams, they're not having enough fans in the stands. You got more fans from the opposing team than you do your actual fans. I mean, come on, guys. Now, last year, Chargers went 5-11. and With Phillip Rivers gone and Justin Herbert in and a few of their guys healthy again, like Hunter Henry and uh, other few players, I see them doing a little bit better, but I think your division's going to be a little bit tougher. I also see you guys having to play the Bengals and Jaguars, which I think will be both wins. However, there is the NFC East you have to, or I'm sorry, NFC South you have to deal with. I think that might be four potential losses right there. So I got them going seven and nine. I also have the Denver Broncos going seven and nine which are in the same division as the Chargers. So they're going to have to play the NFC South also. Their off games are actually Titans and Steelers, which I think will probably be both potential losses for them. However, I see this team as a whole doing much better this year than they did last year. I say that when they went 7-9 and nine last year and I got them going 7-9 and nine this year. 
I just I just think the energy and the attitude is better in Denver, but I think their schedule is tougher than it was last year. You hear what I'm saying? I do. I think it's just going to be a little bit different, and I think they're going to have to play some really tough offensive teams, and I just don't think their defense is going to hold up. Now, you ready for this one, Zach? Yes, I am. Miami Dolphins, 7-9. and nine. Mm, That hurts. It's not terrible, though. You were 5-11 and 11 last year. You had a winning streak on at the very end. I mean, 7-9 and nine is not terrible. Like you said, there's a lot of upcoming teams in this AFC that are going to have to fight against you. Your division is okay. You're also going to have to play the NFC West and the AFC West. So there's a bunch of tough teams right there. Charger, or Chargers, Chiefs, 49ers. Seahawks, so a bunch of tough games you guys are going to have to go through. You guys are ninth toughest schedule on my list. So with a healthy Tua, your ceiling could be 9-7. and seven. But I really think you guys are just going to stick at 7-9, and nine, which is still a big improvement. Now if it makes you feel any better, I've also got the Houston Texans going 7-9. and nine. I think with the loss of DeAndre Hopkins... And not enough strength in the secondary on defense. We're going to drop from 10-6 and six to 7-9. and nine. Our schedule is ridiculously tough this year. Just like the Miami Dolphins, I actually have them a little bit lower. 10th hardest schedule. But anyway, it's no difference. Houston Texans, Miami Dolphins, Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Chargers, all going 7-9 and nine in the 2020 season. Now, there's a lot to take in, Zach. What are your thoughts? I'm experiencing a lot of thoughts right now, and um, I'll try to get them out in a timely, neat order. Okay, let's begin with the Chargers, shall we? Um, we I'm, shall. I'm looking at your off-season list right now, and you have Denver and the Chargers. Uh, you have the Chargers improving from 5-11 to 7-9, and you have Denver improve, well, not improving. They go 7-9 both times. And that's really got me wondering. I mean, Denver obviously had a far superior offseason. Why wouldn't they improve all the Chargers do? Interesting. I think that the Chargers will improve. With Kenneth Murray on their defense, already in addition to a stacked defense, like ridiculously talented. Um, I don't know if Justin Herbert is going to start this year. And if he does, I don't know how late he's going to start. So I'm going to play it safe here. I don't think I'm going 7-9 and nine here. I think I'm going to go lower than you. I'm going to go 6-10. and 10. I mean, it's still one game improvement. But, yeah, I don't know. i got to see it from their offense to step it up. You know what I mean? And moving on to Denver, they're not going the same record they had last year. Drew Locke was a rookie last year. He was not as prepared as he is this year. He's got a lot of time to work with the ones on their offense. They added a ton of talent on their offense. You know, Jerry, Judy, Melvin Gordon. I mean, like you said, they're in a very tough division, but I think they're at least going 8-8. Eight and eight. I say at least. They definitely could go 7-9, and nine, but in my opinion, I think that they will go 8-8, eight and eight, potentially 9-7. and seven. Not potentially. I mean, they're a really big boomer bust team. And I'm going to go 9-7 and seven for the Broncos. I think that they can really make some magic happen, despite having Pat Shermer as their offensive coordinator. But we'll see. I think 9-7, and seven, 
is uh, an optimistic prediction for them. Moving on, who? Oh, the Texans, your team. I'm agreeing with you on this one. I think that you will have a little bit of, of a decline from last season. Maybe like two, three games of a decline. I mean, you didn't have the, the greatest offseason, <laughs> to say the least. But, um, yeah. Well, you can say it. We had a bad offseason. You did. Um, I'm going to agree with you, though. Seven and nine seems right for them. But, you know, Deshaun Watson, he could pick up the team on his back, carry him eight and eight, nine and seven. You never really know. Yeah, I mean,. We never know because Lermy Tunsil didn't have a great season last year, but we know he's one of the top offensive tackles in the game. Mm-hmm. And David Johnson's rookie year was incredible. And if he can get back to that, that's an incredible running back. Exactly. So it's like there's a bunch of unknowns. From the past few years, the team's not looking great overall. But if every team, if every player plays to their fullest potential i could see us going again 10 and 6 too Mm -hmm. yeah i understand that but um you're like you said it's it's a big wild card and um i think that the most realistic one's probably a little bit lower than last year just because you did lose deandre hopkins and um that's a that's a big hit to the to the offense but um we'll see we'll see i did draft david johnson in one of my leagues for fantasy so i genuinely hope he'll do good at least for my sake but um now we're going to talk about my team miami dolphins of course so i've been watching a ton of training camp footage and a lot of the interviews i think i've watched actually every training camp interview and um i feel like well i feel really bad for the rookies a because you know they don't have a regular offseason so, of course, that's going to stunt their growth in adjusting to the NFL. Now, our defense, I'm hearing a lot of really good things about that. They're, um, they're playing significantly better than last year, especially when you have all the, uh, the talent we do have back there now, finally. But um, you said 7-9 and nine for this team, and uh, I can see them going 7-9, and nine, but I see that as Miami's floor. I do. I think that they're definitely going to win two more games than last year. I mean, technically last year when we were playing against the Jets, there was a bad P pass interference call that uh, had us lose to the Jets. So really, we we were a 5-11, really a 6-10 and team. But with all the additions we made in this offseason, especially in free agency, I just I can't see simply a one-game improvement. However, I don't think that we're going to start killing it until the 2021 season. And Tua is starting like day one. We got another offseason under our belt with the draft and a lot more cap space to spend on free agents. I think that probably I'm going to go eight and eight here. Again, I think the floor is seven and nine, but um, I wouldn't be like shocked if we went nine and seven. I mean, I'd be extremely happy, but I expect about eight and eight. All right. To be honest, I think your floor is probably six and ten. I don't. I wow. think seven and nine. Like this is just my prediction. I think your. I only. I genuinely think your floor is six and ten. I'm sorry, dude, but there's no way you're a guarantee to go seven and nine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know that's just all right. Me. Now that we just got. Well, I can un- I can understand that. I mean, you want to defend your team. I understand that. Mm-hmm. 
But, hey, that's a good call. That's a genuinely humble good call. All right, now that we got past that jumbled mess, it's time to move on to my seven teams that are going to the playoffs. We'll talk about who Zach's got going to the playoffs in just a bit. But first up, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, with not really a great offseason, in my opinion, they've still got a lot of healthy players coming back. Big Ben, you sign Eric Ebron. Hopefully, Juju Smith-Schuster is okay. Hopefully, James Conner is back to full health. So we know we've got a really good Pittsburgh team with an incredible Pittsburgh defense. Your schedule is honestly pretty easy. Your, your division's a little tough, but you also have to play the NFC East, easiest division in the NFC. AFC South, arguably the easiest team in the AFC, and the Broncos and Bills. So with this schedule, with this healthy team back, they happened to go 8-8 eight and eight last year. And I think their ceiling is 6-10. and 10. But I've got them going 9-7 and seven with this team. It's going to be hard for all these players who were injured last year to full blow right through good for the 2020 season. So I've got them going only 9-7. and seven. What about you? I think that that's a respectable prediction. I think it's honestly a realistic prediction too. I think that um, we'll see how Big Ben recovers from that. Uh, what was it? Elbow injury. So I think seven and nine is a good place to put them, especially when you're competing with Cleveland and Baltimore in your own division. I could see them going ten and six, but past beyond that, I don't see them improving. But yeah, I think nine and seven. I'm agreeing with you. All right, cool. Well, not big arguments there. That was fun. <laughs> Next up, the Tennessee Titans, with an incredibly Easy schedule. Second easiest schedule on my list. Pretty much the same team they had last year. They signed Vic Beasley and they drafted Isaiah Wilson. Holy cow, an amazing rookie offensive tackle. The thing is this year, they've got a very they've got an easier schedule than last year, but it's not a lot different. And the Tennessee Titans, in my opinion, don't do terribly well in the regular season, but they come clutch at the last second or in the playoffs. Like they get it against the Chiefs twice and against some other teams. So I think it's hard to say what these Titans are going to do. I've got them doing exactly what they did last year, which was 9-7, and seven, make the playoffs, make another run at the playoffs or the AFC Divisional or AFC Championship. So... This one's another, I'm not 100% sure about this one. I've just got, I know they're going to have a winning record. I genuinely think they'll have another winning record. It's how much of a winning record. So I've only got nine and seven. Okay. Nine and seven seems like the official record of the Tennessee Titans at this point. I feel like that's what they're always going. But um, I think that they're going to step it up a little bit this year. I think they'll go 10 and six. Looking at what they did in the playoffs, I think that they're finally understanding what they have in Derrick Henry and uh they need to learn just to run the man all the time. And then at the very end, you know, count on Ryan Tanner to throw a couple passes. I mean, he's not going to win the game. He's not going to lose the game for you. He's just kind of going to be there. But, um, yeah, you can score with um, Derrick Henry and kind of maintain the lead with Ryan Tannerhill. That's how I see it. But um, I definitely see them, if they continue what they did, with, at least what they learned last year, I think that I could see them going 10-6. and six. And potentially competing for number one in their division. 
Yeah, definitely, for sure. I think the Colts got them, and we'll get to them in a second. But now we're moving on to the New England Patriots. Now let's go back a few months. Tom Brady gets traded away to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I could not be more happier to have Tom Brady out of New England. Same. They might potentially miss the playoffs, have a losing record. It was a glorious moment for only about a month. And then they got Cam Newton. And now with still a pretty good defense and still a pretty darn good offense, they've got a tough schedule coming up, but I've got the New England Patriots going 10-6. and six. This is a drop from 12-4, and four, but anyone's going to drop when you lose the best quarterback of all time. So 10-6, and six, make the playoffs, and yeah, we'll see what Bill Belichick can do with a new quarterback. Well, uh, I definitely agree they're going to drop, but I think they're going to drop probably the 9-7. and seven. Not probably. I just I don't see them winning that many games, ten and six, and I'll tell you why. I think they have the defense to uh, again go to the playoffs and win our division, but they did lose, um, you know, Landon Collins, Kyle Van Noy. So those are those are two pretty pretty big pieces on their defense, and of course they lost Tom Brady, but they got Cam Newton. Yay! Right? Maybe not. I don't know. See, with Cam Newton in. Um, in North, like uh, with Carolina, he has uh, some really talented offensive weapons. That being DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, two really solid offensive weapons. Now uh, he gets traded to New England because you know he couldn't do anything with those offensive weapons in Carolina, and he couldn't stay healthy. So now he's in New England, right? A lot of hype. Cam Newton, oh, he might go back to his MVP form. Maybe not, because you look at their offensive weapons, they don't have like any outside of like Julian Edelman. They got a pretty okay offensive line. They lost their center who started last season to the Dolphins. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I just plus Cam Newton doesn't have a ton of time to really well, master their offense and uh like I said earlier, it's it's a different offseason. You really don't know what to expect from uh, traded players and rookies and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't see them going ten and six. I actually see them coming in second in the division uh, at nine and seven. Okay, okay, that's that's respectable. They're going to be somewhere around that range. We're not exactly sure. I do agree with you. They did lose a lot of weapons last year, so we'll see what Cam Newton can do. But now let's move on to the team I do think is going to win that division. That's the Buffalo Bills. We were just talking about them. So you've got Stefan Diggs. You've got a bunch of these incredible rookies. You've got a team that is was was on an incredible roll last year until they hit Houston in the wild card. Go Texans. So I actually have them with a pretty decently easy schedule. I think they're the best team in this division. I've got them increasing to 11-5 and instead of their 10-6 and record from last year. I think they'll beat New England at least once, if not twice. And I think that will be the difference from their record last year to the record in 2020. Okay, okay. So um, I'm looking at the Bills' schedule currently. And... Uh... It's loading right now, so I have to stall it a little bit. But um, So let's just talk about the division. So like you said, 
they're going to lose one game to the Patriots. Uh, Josh Allen is iconically bad against the Patriots. Um, you know, Bill Belichick really knows how to dial up that defense to defend against him. Um, last year they swept the Dolphins. I don't see them doing it again. I think that they'll beat us probably once, and we'll beat them once. Split that. So that's already two losses just inside the division. I know they played the Chiefs. They're going to lose to the Chiefs. Um, who else do they play? They have they got some they got some opponents. Don't they play the 49ers? The Buffalo Bills will play the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, the Titans, the Steelers. And do you want to know anybody else? Cuz those are the big ones. No, that's good. That's I counted 3 losses out of those at least. So, I have them going 10 and 6 in my book. I think that they'll still win the division, which kind of stinks, but uh yeah, I'll have them enjoy that for one year because I have faith in Miami that they'll come back next year and take it. But this year, I do admit, Bills are probably going to win the division. Sadly, yes. All right. All right, we only have three spots left. And so the first one, third place, is going to go to the Indianapolis Colts. As much as it pains me to say this, the Indianapolis Colts, in my opinion, had the best offseason of the AFC. And they will increase from 7-9 and nine to 11-5. and five. They have, in my opinion, the easiest schedule of the entire league. They have Phillip Rivers at the helm. They've got DeForest Buckness in the backfield. You draft Pittman Jr. at wide receiver. You draft Jonathan Taylor for the backfield. This year could not look better for the Indianapolis Colts. 11-5, third place in the AFC, make a run at the AFC Championship. Wow, that's a hot take, and um, I kind of agree with you. I do see them stepping it up a lot from last year. They definitely had a great offseason. I don't know about the best in the AFC, but they definitely had a good one. Um, I can agree with 11-5, maybe 10-6, and six, but I'll take the high road and say 11-5. I know we talked earlier about this, and you said potentially thirteen and three at some point. That I don't agree with. I think that their ceiling is eleven and five, but uh, I think they'll reach their ceiling this year. I so I look at their schedule and I see NFC North. Okay, they might lose to the Steelers. Nope, they'll beat the Steelers and they'll lose to the Ravens. Cool, they'll lose to the Ravens. And then they got to play their own division. And then they also have to play the NFC North. So there's Packers and Vikings. So there's three losses. They also play the Jets and Raiders. Those are wins. I think they'll lose to probably Tennessee once and Houston once. So there's 11-5. and five. But if you beat Tennessee and Houston twice, I see you guys only losing, or I see the Indianapolis Colts only losing to the probably Packers Vikings, uh, Baltimore Ravens, maybe someone else. So that's where I got the 13-3 from because I really think this Indianapolis Colts team is going to do fire this year. I mean, I'm hoping. And this is this is hard for me to say as a Texans, but I love how Phillip Rivers is getting a new start with a very well-coached team, a very well-balanced team, and it's looking good for Indianapolis. All right. The final two spots. The final two spots. And we all know who was going to get the final two spots. 
It's a question of whether it's the Baltimore Ravens or the Kansas State Chiefs for the number one team in the AFC and will be receiving a first-round bye and home field advantage. I've got the Kansas City Chiefs as the number one team. I see them going to 14-2. and I think it's an easy schedule for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're stacked more than they were last year. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire replacing Damian Williams. I don't think it's much of an improvement, but I think you're just where you were last year. Everyone is cemented where they are with Patrick Mahomes' deal and Chris Jones' deal. I think they faltered a little bit last year on some mental miscues, but with a Super Bowl winning mind, 14-2 easily. Baltimore Ravens. Last year they went 14-2. I see them having a few more troubles. We saw um, Lamar Jackson's weaknesses in the AFC Divisional. I think coaches are going to take advantage of that. However, overall... This team is right where they were last year. They're going to have some tough road games this year. So I have them only going 13-3, and which is still a phenomenal record, and they'll do just fine in the playoffs. But yeah, Baltimore Ravens 2, Kansas City Chiefs 1. Okay, so I don't know if you heard about this, but today Earl Thomas got released from the Ravens due to some problems in practice. Yeah, so I was going to have them both go 14-2, and two, which is uh, crazy. But, uh, I mean, I, I think I have to agree with the top two teams with you. I think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a big upgrade from Damian Williams. Um, I really do believe that. And uh, yeah, if they don't have enough offensive weapons, add another super dynamic running back to their team, extend Chris Jones. You know, like, they got they got the talent. They got Patrick Mahomes. They got the coach. Like, I think I agree with you that they uh, they had a couple issues midway through the season, but of course that didn't matter because they went on to win the Super Bowl. But um, I think I agree with your ranking in the top two. I like uh, the Chiefs going fourteen and two, and I like the Ravens at thirteen and three. And I I do think the Ravens will lose probably twice in their own division, but outside of it, I see them just kind of bulldozing the rest. So. Wait a minute. Who do you, who do you, hold on real, real quick? Who do you see them losing to twice in their own division? No, I see them losing once to the Steelers and once to Cleveland. Really? Well, I mean, they did lose to Cleveland la- Cleveland last year. I get that. Okay, that's a hot take in my opinion. I think they've got their division settled. We'll see. I think that uh, in that division, really anybody can take it any Sunday. Well, that's the same with most divisions, but uh. There's some huge rivalries between those teams, and um, I definitely think the Browns can pull it off. I think it's more of a question if the Steelers can pull off a win against them, but uh, that remains to be seen. But yeah, I agree with your uh, your 13-3 and and 14-2 and assessment. All right, cool. Well, that rounds off the AFC, AFC 2020 predictions. Now we're going to hit the playoffs, and this is where I think Zach and I may have some disagreements, so let's dive in. I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at 7, the Tennessee Titans at 6, the New England Patriots at 5, Buffalo Bills at 4, Indianapolis Colts at 3, Baltimore Ravens 2, Kansas City Chiefs 1. Out of all of that, yes, I do see the Kansas City Chiefs going again 
to the Super Bowl. And believe it or not, versus the Seattle Seahawks, I think they will be the 2020-2021 season Super Bowl champions once again. There you go, Zach. Have your way. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk about that. Um, the number seven spot, I don't think it's going to be Pittsburgh. I'll list two teams right now that I think could possibly take it. I think Denver has a chance, a real chance to get there. Though I do think Cleveland, if they can finally put it all together, I think that, I think if they can, if their head coach is competent, I think they're going to take that spot at seven. So Tennessee at six, I do think that they'll be either six or seven. You can kind of swap those in and out, but I definitely think Tennessee is going to make it to wild card. New England, uh, I don't know about New England there, buddy. I think that, um, I don't know. Right off the top of my head, I can't think of a team I'd like to replace. Maybe it's just uh, my bias against them. But right now, I'll let them sit there. Actually, I'll bump them down if they make the playoffs, probably six or seven spot. And I'd raise up the other two, like Tennessee. I'd probably put ahead because, you know, they beat them even with Tom Brady. So I would put Tennessee higher than New England and maybe Cleveland, depending on, you know, how they do this season. But uh, all right, Colts winning their division. I can definitely see that. Ravens are going to win theirs. Buffalo, like I said, probably will win ours. And uh, Kansas City's going to win theirs. Um, Super Bowl. I could definitely see Kansas City in it. I could definitely see the Ravens in it. Um, we'll have to see how Lamar Jackson handles uh, adversity after uh, getting blown out twice in the playoffs two years in a row. So, I don't know. We'll see how he bounces back. I think that that's really going to be a toss-up for the AFC side. Like we said, Seattle's we're in agreement that they're going to the Super Bowl. I think if they go against each other, it's always hard for me to say that a team's going to re- repeat Super Bowl victories. But um, if there's any team that can do it, it will be the Kansas City Chiefs. If you know what I mean, Patrick Mahomes is that good, along with you know his head coach and teammates. But uh, it's hard for me to just out of the blue pick a Super Bowl winner. I think that the Chiefs are definitely the the front runners, but uh, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think I'm also going to pick a uh, a dark horse, at least in these playoff teams, to win the Super Bowl as well. I think that the dark horse this year, like you said, it could be Indianapolis, dude, just because they have they're so such a balanced team, and uh, you know Philip Rivers, he's a very experienced quarterback. I'm not the biggest Philip Rivers fan, but um, let's see if he can kind of bounce back. Get a new name for himself on a new team. Like he's, if he can get his his arm a little more accurate and a little stronger, get some more zip on that ball. I definitely think that uh, Colt could take it pretty far into the playoffs this year. Nice. Now, do you think? Here's another one for you. Who from the NFC has the best chance of taking down the AFC contender, whether it be Baltimore or Kansas City? Or Indianapolis. Like you said, Indianapolis is a phenomenal dark horse to go for. But who do you think has the best chance? I've got the Seattle Seahawks, but I know you've got some opinions of your own. If I'm talking best chance, I think the people that can go score for score with the Chiefs is probably going to be New Orleans. I think that they got probably out of like Seattle, New Orleans, and San Francisco. I think they have the most explosive offense. I think that, you know, San Francisco has the best defense out of the two by, out of the three by far. But, you know, Seattle, 
it's tough because I see them. I could definitely see them making the Super Bowl. It's just a matter of if they're going to perform in the Super Bowl because I don't. I just don't want Russell Wilson. I don't want it to be all all on Russell Wilson because that's a ton of pressure for him as a quarterback. I would say the people, with, yeah, with the best chance of beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl is probably New Orleans, simply because you know you got Drew Brees, who he's a veteran quarterback, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Some would say he cracks under pressure. I don't really think that's the case. I think it's been the circumstances that has um, contributed to all the heartbreak in the past couple of years for them. You know, I mean, he wasn't on the field when the Minnesota miracle happened. He was on the field in the no like the pass interference call happened, but that wasn't his fault. I see New Orleans definitely having a great chance to make it to the Super Bowl. And if they do, and I hope they do, I would love to see Breeze win another Super Bowl. I think they have the best chance at taking down the Chiefs. All right. Well, I'm not going to say it's a hot take because I completely agree with circumstances. I would agree with that understanding if they had home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I think that's probably one of their biggest keys to winning in the playoffs is having that home field advantage. I just think the Seattle Seahawks have an easier schedule in the regular season to get them that better record for the number one seed. But if New Orleans has a phenomenal season and gets the number one seed in the NFC, I could almost say no doubt they'll make it to the Super Bowl. So, well, I mean, home we'll field see. advantage this year probably isn't going to be the same as previous years. It's like knowing that there's not going to be any fans, or if there are, which there probably won't be, there's going to be a lot less. So, yeah, I'm not really factoring. I never in. thought. I never thought about that. Thank you for reminding yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not factoring that in a ton, at least with my predictions. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that's a wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, we are stoked to get this 2020 season underway. We are a little over two weeks away from kickoff between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans to start this season. Next week, we will break down fantasy football. That's right. People are getting ready for their drafts. I know Zach has already drafted with some friends of his. I'm getting getting ready for my friends and my family. So we will let you know who we've got as our top 10 individual players per position. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Zach, it's been a pleasure. You have a great night, my friend. You too, man.